And then, and then after this, then I'm like, well, God's the one that did the talking here. God's the one that guided me. So he gets the glory. And what happens to me? And I'm like, I just kind of, I'm humbled by the fact of how God can take all these little fragments, like he did with the Beatles, and then put it down, and you go into a teaching. God's like, I'll take any subject you want, and I'll give you a teaching on it. There's no problem there. All right. Um, in our... In our daily life, in our our walk every day, um, we um, we have checklists. We have all kind of checklists, and I wrote a few things down here. Like when we travel, you're gonna fly. You're gonna you gotta you know you get the airlines ticket. You're gonna you're gonna have to set up like a um, a rental car. Um, you're going to um, where you're gonna stay, your hotel, and. Um, you know, or if you drive. Remember how it was years ago when you used to drive? You'd have traveler's checks. Remember that? The old school guys and guys? <laughs> Boy, times have changed, haven't they? You know what I mean? You know, it's like when you're doing stuff, you're like, I got to take a picture of this. And then you're like, man, you don't need a camera. You got a phone. You can do anything. You know, when you're working on something, wiring, whatever, take a picture of it. It's right there. You don't have to worry about it. You just expand. You go, oh, okay, that wire goes there, and that one goes there. And there. Times have changed so much. That's a checklist. When we go food shopping, what do you do? You write it down. Mm -hmm. I have to write it down. Because if I don't, my wife can test this. Remember that one time, huh? I went out for ice, and I came back with charcoal. Okay? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. I Actually, I came back with two or three things. Ice had nothing to do with it. And I came back with charcoal and a couple other things, you know, and I'm like, you know, and I did this the other day again, too. I went out for eggs, and I came back with a bunch of stuff and no eggs. And uh, so we, you know, and, uh, you're like, and I know there are some of you here that go, I can relate to what you're saying, Jim. Yeah, I know. You're like, and then you're like, did I do that? You know, it's like, so we get these lists, these checklists. Um to-do list around the house, guys. We can relate to that, huh? You write stuff down. You want to work on the house. You want to work on the car. You want to call people. You got doctor appointments. We get these lists and these things and what, what we can do now and also what maybe down the road. And um, prayer list. You ever do prayer list? That's a good one, huh? Because we forget those things too, you know? God dives us in there. I see shirts of um uh, you ever seen that uh, you see a helicopter that says nine line yeah you ever seen nine line you know what that stands for what that is, is <clears throat> nice to be involved in this is the choppers the guys inside the choppers would they'd have a nine line list and it's an emergency evacuation list that you write down of all the what's going on with uh, the whoever you pulled in the chopper if they got shot or if they uh, broke a bone or uh, you know whatever it is and you write this down and, and what's going on, they're bleeding, they've got atrial, they've got, um, you know, whatever it is. And then you call ahead and you write that list out and then you give them a prep of what to expect. So you got a list. So I look at that and I'm like, yeah, there's another list. You know what I mean? And it's funny. Um, the Apostles' Doctrine. Jesus gave the Apostles a list. He says, you know what? You need to be in fellowship. You got to be breaking the bread. Communion, we do that. You got to stay in uh, prayer and you got to stay in the teaching. So there's another list, okay? But um, um, in, um, in Matthew, Matthew is a great list. And we're going to hone in on 18 here in about two minutes. But 
In chapter 3, it's the baptism of Jesus. In chapter 4, it's how God took Jesus out into the desert and he was, he was tempted by Satan. And, in, um, and then there was the mission statements. Jesus gave the disciples of things um, he's sending them out and what to expect, this persecution, okay? He, it's kind of like the little commission. You have the great commission. Remember in chapter, what is it, 26? But you have the little, kind of like the little commission, beings that they haven't been anointed by the Holy Spirit. Remember he told them to go out and baptize in the name of the, in the Father and, and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, they haven't been anointed by the Holy Spirit yet, that comes after the person. That comes after the resurrection, when Jesus anointed them with the Spirit. Okay, so He's giving them a list of things to expect, and then in twenty four, you've got the end times. They're like, well, what's going to happen? He's like, I'm going to give you kind of like a heads up. Another list is what He's doing. So in this one, in chapter eighteen, you've got the discourse of the church in chapter eighteen. And these are the problems from within. Okay? These are the problems from within. The temptations. How to treat each other. How to deal with someone who's a sinning believer or whatever. Things like this. The problems. The moralistic things and all that. But the first one he talks about is being the greatest. That was the first thing he talked about. And, uh, and this is what the, um, the greatness, we deal with these things. People are looking for the great, um, you got to have the great pastors. You got to have the great teachings. You got to have the great ministries. You got to have the great outreach programs. You got to have the great buildings, all these great things. You got to have the greatest worship. You know what I mean? All these things. But right now we have a society that is trying to break down from within, the family unit, the marriage, the sexuality, the morals, the Bible. From day one, that's what it's all been about. Satan wanted to take over. He wanted what God had, and he wanted to, he wanted to be the greatest. And um, and um, so it's the same old fight from the beginning. And um, and it, it, is that really what God says? We live in a nation now that is saying that. Really. Is that really what God meant by that? You know, you can do this and this, but what about this and this? So today, I want to hone in on who would be the greatest in chapter 18. And we can start out. Um, what we're dealing with now is um, heaven is our future, but we're working on now. We're working on the how do we deal with each other now. Okay, um, it's easy to become self-absorbed by our work, our play, our church, our families. We, it's easy to become absorbed, and uh, we 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 put up athletes, we put up Hollywood, the system. We put that on high, and yet we've shoved God way down on the bottom list. That's what happens. Um, you know, I and, and we are to be um, servants. Not, not be owned by the states. We're status. We're to be weak. Not the strong. It talks about this in the Beatitudes. The meek will inherit the kingdom of God. He's talking to these people and they're like, you know, they've never heard this before. The poor will become rich. You know, I mean, 
we're to be servants. Now, I pray that when we get to heaven, that we don't have to do no more furniture moves or anything like that. And, uh, I mean, it's like I've gone years and years and years and years where I've done hundreds of furniture moves, you know? And it's like, and I really pray that it's all, if we do, it's like this Ikea, you know, furniture that's just composite wood and not these older folks they have this real wood stuff you know what i mean that weighs like 10 times more i'm like lord please i don't want that to be you know i mean i'm sure you know hopefully he's laughing about that but um but but these miracles start right here and um so sometimes we hurt each other we have to learn how to undo the damage and that's what he's teaching these disciples here and uh, it's the here and now, and we do it through one word. It's called humility. Humility. And I got to go back to John. When you take teams and you go here and you go there and you do this and that, it takes a humble leader because it's easy to become rigid. You're like, no, 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 no. Because the last thing you want is when people come back to Tucson, they're like, I'm never going on another one of those again. Yeah, we got the house built. But man, it was like torture. This guy wouldn't listen to us. This guy, you know, he was just had his buddies and this and all that. A true leader, you know, you know, just like Jesus told, uh, he asked Peter, like, you going to feed my sheep? He didn't say, you're going to teach my sheep? Are you going to, no, you're going to feed them. You're going to give them a well-balanced meal of all of me. You're going to give them all to them. A true leader, that's what it's going to take. And the humility word. Okay. We start out here. Um, in verse 1, Lord, bless this time, Father. We go through your word. In Jesus' name. All right. 18, verse 1. At that time, the, the disciples came to Jesus and they asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? I got to stop right there. That's amazing. After all the things that they've witnessed, all the things, what a question to ask. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, who's going to be the greatest? Like, these guys really carry any clout, you know? And it's almost like how we ask these questions sometimes. I do that in my own way, you know? And God's like, you know what? But yet, how he handles these men. He didn't start yelling at them and telling them they were stupid. All the things that you've seen, you're still going to ask these crazy questions? No. He deals with, in, with us and them in the same way as far as having that open heart. And he gives these little parables that he starts talking to these men with you know what i mean very simple and they can relate to this so you know um but the the the, the you know who's going to be the greatest <clears throat> it's not so much what we want it's what does god want what does god want we become so preoccupied in all these things but he's looking for the doctrine um so um they ask him, we don't know if these guys were fighting about it, they're laughing about it, we don't know. But all I know is they say, you know what, who's the greatest? So two, he called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Now, these are the same guys, these disciples. These are classic dudes. 
You know, it's like stuntmen on a show. You know what I mean? Bring them in because they got to do all the crazy stuff. You know what I mean? These are the same guys that when Jesus is out there feeding 10,000 people, they're like, oh, no, no, here, take these kids, get, move them on, move them on. No, he's like, no, you bring them to me. You bring these children to me, okay? And, um, and the disciples, they were famous for this. But he's like, but children, you're like thinking, okay, who's these kids we're talking about here? Jesus is there. He's like, you bring these children to me. And these disciples are sitting there watching this. Um, Jesus spoke Aramaic. In Aramaic, that means servants. One, these young ones, his servanthood, you know. These children, he did bring young children to him. But it can also mean those that are young in their faith, too. People that, you know... There, 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 there's this correlation. Children have a beautiful heart. They smile. They're honest with you. The young children, not teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. I had clear. I saw faces. They're like, I don't know, man. Yeah, we're talking the young children. It's like whenever you see cases of child abuse at a young age, it's so sad. Children are ones that, and we've had children, when you do something wrong and you say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, and you know what they do? They're like, that's okay. That's okay. I love you. Then there's a big hug. He's like, you need to be like these children and don't hold on to these things. They're forgiving. They're understanding. And they say it with a smile. And, um, you know, it, it, you know, it's like when you were a kid, you know, remember how you pick teams, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like, you know, there's always that one or two kids that are left, you like nobody wants. You ever seen a commercial where uh, Charles Barkley, you know what I mean? He's standing there with kids. They're playing a pickup game of basketball, you know, and he's, he's, he's the last guy left with, um, with this other little kid, you know, and then the guy that's picking, they're all kids, you know, they're all like three and four, but pick on each team, and one kid goes, he's looking at both. Barkley and they're playing basketball. <laughs> he goes, all right, I'll take Barkley. And Barkley goes, yeah, yeah. He kind of gets in the kid's face. It's funny. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so cute. God picks them all. There ain't, there ain't no leftovers in God's shop. He's going to take them all. He can use all of us, every single one of us. He knows our heart and, um, and he, he just has a way of talking to us. And that's what happens. God picks them. And so he chooses these children. <clears throat> and, you know, when, um, and for us to have a heart of a child, that's what he's telling these, these disciples. And to turn the other way, turn, change your ways. You know, you don't have to be a member of a book club or start lighting candles or rituals and things and all that. That's not the point. You just have to have that change of heart. And that's what he's telling these men. It's this list that he's giving them on how to be to having that heart. Our society, our world has a way of hardening us. And it's only natural. We're like Velcro. Everything just kind of like just sticks to us as we're walking through the day. But Jesus says, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to give you a little washing. 
and I'm gonna clean you up a little bit and I'm gonna help you and this is why you know there are some people that have a very hard heart thinking well that's a cute little message here but what's that got to do with me what's that got to do with me really you know what I mean you know I'm not some little kid and I got I'm fine I'm just doing fine we all get stuck in gear sometimes and we all get kind of we get dirtied up by this world we really do and um and we're not to get childlike we're to be childlike not childish you know you're not going to wake up and and start watching cartoons again and um and things even though i don't know i take that back in a way yeah because we have our grandkids over you know and i'm like this is you know it's like old times remember some of the old stuff you know and uh, I was going to say, you don't know, start eating cereal, but I still love cereal, so i got to come up with other stuff here, you know. But, um, but, we, um, but a, 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 an honest, fresh heart is teachable, like these children. When you're past the teachable point, then you got problems. Like, you know what? Nah. Nah. I, yeah, I really don't need that. That's, and I guess you can go back to the Beatitudes. This is why there were some people that sat on that hillside through chapter 5, 6, and 7, the Beatitudes. Some of them are like, you know, I, I, I like this. This is good. Most didn't. They're like, I'll take the food. I dig the show. You know, never seen this before. And then when it's done, say, let us know we got another all you can eat, and we'll be back. But there were just a certain amount. They had that. They're like, you know what? I can. I, that's what I need. And the only way you're going to get that is through Christ. And uh, so, so what he do? For therefore, whoever humbles himself, like this child, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Ministries should humble you. Not that you should roll over. And go, I want to just be the beautiful person and not do nothing about it. That's where miracles start, is with a humble heart. Okay? And God has a beautiful way of keeping you humble. You know, you can either have that discussion with God, like Lord, or he'll take care of it for you. It's kind of like the old oil commercial. You know what I mean? You'd pay me now. Or you can pay me later, you know what I mean? On a little simple oil filter, you know? You either change out that $3 or $5, $6, whatever it is nowadays, or you can uh, invest in having a new engine down the road if you don't do it. So God's like, you know what? I will keep you humble. He was keeping these apostles, these disciples, humble in their walk. You've heard it how many times that we've talked about you know, and you've read it, the humility, the, the unforgiving debtor. Remember that? You know, I mean, it's amazing. And you, what's the end result? You're living in chains. This guy, he's thrown into prison, and the king's got him in, um, in uh, chains again. He's back in prison. You want to live in prison? If you want to have these chains bound to you all the time, have a non-forgiving heart. Okay. I've seen ministries go down because of an unforgiving heart. That's why I brought that up with John. Now, he might have more building experience than what I know. I really don't know John of that, that way and all. But I'm just guessing that it's moron. Not moron. 
You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more, <laughs> he's more heart related towards Christ than it is, you know, building experience. Sorry, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like being in one accord. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's not like everybody's crammed into a Honda. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you all get out like a clown show. <laughs> but. <laughs> See, we can have fun in God's word, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, so it's like, but he's like, you've got to have a humble heart. These men were learning. These are the men that were going to bring the gospel to the world. He's going to unleash the Holy Spirit on. He says, you must have that humble heart. And in five, <clears throat> we'll close with this. Um... It says, and whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. You're thinking, huh, that's interesting. But if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a large millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. That's amazing right there. God really treasures and values. His children. He really does. We are to welcome each other. Do we get busy in life? I do. I use myself as the first example. I'll go through these seasons where you'll notice, man, I'll be calling people and calling people, then all of a sudden there's like a clearing. You know, and that's because Jim's getting in deep sometimes with busyness and things, and you start forgetting about the children. And for us to push people away, for us to try to, um, just like it says here, you're better off to have a millstone thrown around your neck and be thrown into the ocean. And I was reading on that, and back then there was like this fear of people drowning in the ocean, you know what I mean, because they were right there on the sea and all that. So, And a millstone is something that was, it was very common. So it was kind of common practice. Not that they would do that to people, but that, that would, could happen. So he's using that as an example. He used parables that people could relate to, that we are to have a heart of a child, a heart that could really, you know, say, you know what, that's okay. People make mistakes. People make bad days sometimes. Can you imagine Jesus coming home after a hard day, throwing a stuff? That was stupid. You know what I mean? This is crazy. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. You've got to take the high road with Christ. You know, you're better off to take that high road, and yet many times you'll be on the low end. Remember, remember J. Vernon McGee, I love it. God puts the, he puts, um, um, the cookies on the bottom shelf, this way, everybody can get one. And that's the way it is with, with the kingdom. That's the way it is with the word. You know, not just the tall guys. You know, and he didn't say that about the children. He didn't say whether it was a boy. He didn't say whether it was a girl. He didn't say what color. He didn't say what kind of demographics or if they were rich or poor, family, whatever. No, he says a child. So he's covering... The whole spectrum, I'm like, you know what? I want the right heart. I want those that can be forgiving. I want those <coughs> that can be understanding. I want those 
that can have an ear for the hurting out there a little bit. And not going to be swayed around like the waves of the ocean one day like, well, you know, no. This is what God's looking for in ministries. This is what he's looking for in pastors. Not greatness, but to have a, that kind of a heart. This is what he's looking for in us, in the flock. This is where we all come in. That we would have the right heart, the understanding heart, and a heart that wants to, um, is, is it, it, it just keeps pushing forward. You know, this is a very plain and simple message. This is simple math. Because, you know, I really can't put it any other way than that. And yet, it's so deep. Because it's going to hit every single one of us in a way, you know, that we would have that kind of a heart. That we would walk away from here, just like these disciples. They hear this, and yet what they do? They go into the garden. What do they do? They all fall asleep. Jesus is like, hey, you guys... Uh, you know what, you guys, uh, you take first watch, second watch, you know what I mean? No, they all fall asleep. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. We do. Sometimes we fall asleep. Sometimes we're going crazy out there. But you know what? That we would have the heart for Christ. And remember, Jesus said, you know, bring the children to me. That we would have that openness to accept those that are young, have love in the children. And for those that... Our, um, remember, society is going to go after the, 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 um, maybe the easy picks, those that are young in the faith even. You know what I mean? You know, come along, protect each other, and be guardians, and take care of. Amen? Let's pray. If I got it, thank you, Lord, so much for just, you know, the, the, you, that's how you look at us. That's what you want. It's not because of our wealth. And it's not because of our accomplishments. Lord, you're looking from within. So, Lord, thank you. Just keep cleaning up the inside of us. And, uh, and on the outside, well, one thing, not that we'll look better. Know that they'll know you. They'll know us by the love that we have for you and the love that we have for each other and by our fruit. That's what's going to show. It's as simple as that. And, God, that we can have that true understanding and a humble heart. God opposes the proud. That's you, and you give grace to the humble. We want grace, not friction. We want grace. So, Lord, I thank you so much. Bless our church. Just continue blessing our church. Um, all of us here, I pray for uh, June and Ron's their hearts right now and their family through this tough time. And for many of us here that are going through some just um, things that a lot of us don't know about, Lord, that you would just really touch our heart. Father, please, I pray for protection. I pray for protection for the team going down on Saturday um, to uh, Mexico and just uh, Lord thank you so much for your word you tell us very plain and simple <laughs> the love that you have for us and yet you got things this checklist Lord that we could just keep going through your checklist and we love you and we praise you for everything in Jesus name Amen <clears throat>